Toe for You with Colin Cullis is proudly sponsored by Revix, the smartest way to invest in cryptocurrencies. The founding principle of Bitcoin is that it did not need a so-called trusted third party to operate. The entire system would be regulated by the public ledger blockchain, ensuring everyone could see everything. And no individual could change things unless the majority agreed. That proved to be a tall order to deliver on. In the decade cryptos have been growing, they've always had a shady side, and it made it attractive to some, but something many tried to avoid. From issues with exchanges to the use of cryptos for illegal activity and even terrorism, there is little wonder that governments around the world have been wary of letting things get out of hand. My name is Colin Callis, and along with Sean Sanders, we will look to talk about crypto for you. And this episode is about regulation. So, can regulation make your investment safer with less risk or someone taking your money? Or will it potentially end the easy wins you may have enjoyed until now when there was little or no need to declare your investments and pay taxes? Sean Saunders, the founder and CEO of Revix, will talk us through the current framework, the latest developments, and consider what may be coming next. You may still be new to cryptos, but you don't want to skip what will probably be found at the small print for your next investment. Sean, can we begin with how cryptos are regulated in South Africa now? Yeah, sure. So cryptocurrencies aren't yet regulated in South Africa. Crypto doesn't fall into a very traditional bucket. So if you think about the investment world where you've got stocks, property, bond, and all these different types of securities, uh, that's governed by the Financial Services Board. There's then the commodity world where you've got copper, gold, silver, etc. And that's then you know, governed by a completely separate uh, entity that looks at commodities. Crypto doesn't fall into either. So they've brought out this intergovernmental fintech working group, which is looking at introducing regulations in South Africa. But unfortunately, and I say this as a very proud South African, South Africa is quite far behind quite a few other countries. So while they say they've got regulation on the way, it does seem to be still way off. So we're probably looking at another year or two before there's regulation in South Africa, which is a big problem for exchanges and platforms like Revix because you want to be able to offer your customers the best experience possible. And what is a regulator's job at the end of the day is to protect the consumer. And we don't have that in the country at this point in time. So it's a fair point because whenever new technologies tend to come around and are mindful, cars was one example. First rule South Africa made about cars was to ban them. And that seems to have been the sort of classic way most African countries have, uh, have, have adopted this. Uh, and, and some people even said South Africa at least hasn't outright banned it, but at least is looking to, to be a little more progressive, even though a, a lot more can be done. And I did pick up the Intergovernmental Fintech Working Group's paper, uh, created or rather delivered by the Crypto Assets Regulatory Working Framework. It's a 49-page report. I struggled to get through it. What did you get out of it? That... In this country at this point in time, we still do not know how to grapple with this emerging asset class. If you're looking at, let's say, the United Kingdom, right? The UK is taking quite an interesting approach where they've said, listen, let's not try and regulate this just yet. Let's just make sure that the money that's getting into the crypto system, uh, we know who that's coming from and that who that money then is going to is coming from the crypto system into the traditional world. And that to me seems like a progressive approach. They're saying, listen, let's you know try different things out. Let's make sure we understand how exactly this entire industry works before we go out and put regulations in place. In South Africa, it seems like we want to treat cryptocurrencies like securities, so like stocks. Now, if you think about a cryptocurrency, I mean, you can send a Bitcoin or a Litecoin or a Ethereum token from one person to another. You can't really send a stock from one person to another. I mean, you, you kind of can, but it's difficult. So that means that cryptocurrencies can't really be put under that financial services framework. And that makes things really complicated. But South Africa needs to be progressive. If we want this to be a sector that ultimately can become something that's really good for the economy, and we want this to be something that's successful in South Africa, and we've got some of the top platforms in the whole entire continent, then we actually need to start having progressive regulations where government actually meets the private 
sector halfway and has regulations that's innovative, they have regulations that's progressive and regulations that essentially assist customers as much as it assists the investment platforms themselves. So there are some progressive elements to regulation. Which do you consider the most key for what you would like to see happening? Sure. So I think there should be two parts to this. So firstly, we don't want to have any terrorist financing or any criminal activity happening in the crypto space. I think all the top platforms in South Africa would agree on this. So step one, monitor the inflows and monitor the outflows going from RANDs to cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency to RANDs. That's step one. So follow the UK's approach on that front. The second side of things is to look at the custody of cryptocurrency. At the end of the day, you as an exchange have a fiduciary responsibility to your customers to look after that, their cryptocurrency in the best way possible. Now, without regulations in place, there are some platforms that exist out there which are looking after your cryptocurrency simply by storing all their cryptocurrency that they have on a little, what looks like a little USB device. And if that gets stolen, game's over. Like, the cryptocurrency's gone. And there's other platforms which are going, you know, the steps or going a bit further and, you know, essentially custodying cryptocurrency in a more professional manner. There has to be some sort of a standard in place to protect consumers on that front. We look forward to those coming about. Which are the ones that you would be mindful are going to start hampering the innovation in this space? Exchange controls in South Africa are so outdated. And I mean, the idea of crypto, if you think about it, these are digital assets. These are assets that don't exist in the physical world. For you to say, listen, money can't move across borders freely that is going to hamper not only the crypto space in South Africa, but that's going to hamper commerce in general. I mean, South Africa's got this, I think it's a 2025 objective to be in the top 50 uh, best places in the world to do business. And there's no way we're going to get there with exchange control. So that's one area that I think is a big problem in South Africa. I think an opportunity kind of to jump away from the question a little bit as well is that we're very used as South Africans to a volatile currency. We are quite used to seeing a 2 to 3% move on a daily basis. So the RAND, in many respects, is like a cryptocurrency. People don't realize this, but like Bitcoin for a long period of time had sort of a similar volatility profile to the RAND. So when you speak to an American, they go, oh, this is such a volatile cryptocurrency, blah, blah, blah. But when you're looking at emerging market currencies, the Turkish Lira, the Argentinian Peso, South African Rand, I mean, these are all like cryptos. They're super volatile. Which brings us then to this voice note we got. So I'd like to know when the right time to invest in crypto is. Everyone says that there's no time like the present, but it's quite a scary leap to make. Um, Is there a right time? Is there not a right time? When is the right time? So I'm super biased, but in my opinion, there is no better time to invest in crypto than right now. If you look at the long-term trajectory of cryptocurrencies and the value that's been created over time, it is a diagonal line from the bottom left to the top right. Now, there's a lot of noise on this journey. So you had the 2017 crash. And if you go look at a price chart where you look at Bitcoin or any of the other big cryptocurrencies. I mean, some of these cryptocurrencies had a 70, 80, 90% pullback. And that now on the price chart literally looks like a little blip. You wouldn't even realize that you're looking at this colossal crash back in 2017. And if you look at the growth in this asset class, that to us is really what we are seeing. So we're seeing this opportunity to invest over the long term. So the shorter term noise, the 40% pullback that you're seeing now, if you're looking at the upside potential, the six, seven, 10 X return opportunity that exists, like that's rather small. So now's the best time, in my opinion. So it does sound like the, the old adage that if you're doing it short term, you're gambling. If you're doing it long term, now you're starting to talk investments. Yes. Well, on that and your investments coming good is the question of who wants a piece of that pie? You did with your investments. Invariably, somebody's going to come knocking, looking for their share. And we have another voice note asking about just that. Hi, Sean. I'm interested in crypto investments, but not too sure about the tax implications. Have they been determined in South Africa? If so, what's the way forward? So in South Africa, SARS does not require any crypto exchange or platform like Revex 
to report any gains on your behalf. Now, we think this is a problem. Why? Because calculating crypto taxes and your gains, your losses, your capital gains versus your income gains, it's all complicated. I mean, taxes are never simple. Uh, so we hope that in the next two or three years, as regulation is implemented, the platforms themselves are going to be responsible. But as things stand now, you as the consumer are responsible for reporting your gains or losses to SARS. Now, there's essentially two kinds of gains that you need to be mindful of. I mean, this is not tax advice, so please consult your uh, tax advisor if you need any further insight into this. But you've got either capital gains or you have marginal tax gains. Now, a capital gain is essentially when you've held an investment for an extended period of time. In the crypto space, the rule of thumb is more than a year. If you've held it for more than a year, you have a lower tax rate than if you hold it for less than a year. And if you hold it for less than a year, you go into this marginal tax bracket where you get taxed based on your uh, income tax bracket that you're currently in. So again, it's just another sort of reason of why you should be maybe looking at longer term investing rather than short term investing when it comes to the crypto space. But it is complicated. Uh, if you receive uh, cryptocurrency as a means of payment, that is treated completely differently to the gains associated with this. So, I mean, really you do have to kind of dig into the tax side of things. And as I said before, it's not a simple topic to cover. It does sound, again, starting with an investment, getting comfortable with what it's doing, where the regulations are going, and then building out how much and where you use cryptocurrencies and the associated tokens and all the rest of it seems to be a good way to go. It's difficult to know exactly what will happen next, and nobody knows exactly the future, but you've probably been tracking the best developments in many countries. You mentioned the UK as one of them. Are there any other countries that will be a good one to watch as a guide to hope that South Africa emulates that particular country? No, definitely. So we are actually busy setting up an office in Germany. So their regulator called BaFin has taken this approach of introducing a brand new framework built from scratch that focuses in particular on blockchain slash digital assets. Now, what this does is essentially allow you as an investment platform to offer cryptocurrencies as well as traditional securities such as stocks, bonds, property, etc. on the same platform. Now, this fosters innovation. This is causing companies like us, Revix, to have to look offshore. I mean, we're going to Germany to set up an office there. Why? Because, well, we have regulatory certainty. So BaFin is one uh, regulator that's really progressive. Uh, if you're looking at Switzerland, again, the Swiss are always kind of ahead of the curve. They're ahead of the curve still in crypto. Um, and then Singapore has another model as well, which is really interesting when looking at cryptocurrencies. So there are international uh, counterparts that are doing a really good job of regulating crypto. And it's fostering the industry there and you're seeing the brain drain happen from not only just other industries but other countries now moving into those countries so i think south africa could potentially you know try maybe leapfrog from where they currently are and introduce regulations that would then foster the innovation in this country as well okay let's bring it a little closer to home many years ago i was doing a story that was looking at identity theft something that when i went to a police station to ask the local police officer what he would do if somebody reported the virtual theft of something that didn't exist, it was a tough story to do. That, unfortunately, identity theft has become all too common. This is a space that is as difficult for people to get their heads around when it comes to who holds my actual asset and what do I do if somebody tries to steal it? What are the sort of things that people should be mindful of or be aware of that are risks when holding cryptos? Number one is the price risk. Let's be real, it's a volatile asset class. We've said this so much before. The prices of cryptocurrencies can go up, they can go down. No one can tell you what's gonna to happen tomorrow. So I think that's just something that everyone needs to be aware of. The second big risk is that with high returns comes the scammers, right? Naturally, if you look at any market, the internet, I suppose, early on was another market where you know people were scamming you left, right, and center, and crypto's been no different. There are a lot of platforms which are not reputable. There's a lot of platforms 
that you essentially need to do your homework on before you invest with them. So do your own research, understand who you're investing with. I think that's a second area. And then thirdly, you have a lot of phishing that takes place. So people or companies that try act as somebody you either know or they try impersonate you and they try to get into your profile. So you need to be very careful when it comes to creating passwords, to changing your passwords regularly, and then ideally enabling two-factor authentication, which is a security method that we have at Revix, uh, which just protects your custody or protects your account a little bit further. A final point then, uh, and it's that many who got involved in cryptos to date were probably still considered to be a little more informed than most people and that the new people who will be joining the platforms will know even less. What do you see as some of those safety guards that are in place that Rebex does and potentially you'd like to see a bit more regulation for to ensure that everybody can be kept safe? So the first thing we would do, as I mentioned before, is enable two-factor authentication. Just do this. That is a security feature that's offered across most top platforms. Rebex offers it. It's a great way to protect your account. The second thing is you need to make sure that the exchange that you're dealing with or the platform that you're dealing with makes use of a professional custody partner. Uh, exchanges are good for trading. Platforms like Revix are again good at investing, but you are not a professional at, or you're not an expert in custody in cryptocurrency. And that's where you need to be using third-party professional custody partners. Now, if your exchange or if your investment partner is not making use of a professional custody partner, you should not be investing with them. So that's something that we do at Revix, right? We make use of two different professional custody partners. We have more than 95% of all of our assets in cold storage, uh, which is a means of essentially taking your digital asset off the internet or away from the internet, should I say, and that's another means of protecting that customer's funds. Once upon a time, the World Wide Web was known as the Wild West Web. But over the last 30 years, things have slowly gotten better, even as more of us use it while understanding less about how it works. It looks like cryptos may be heading down a similar path. Just don't expect it to be a straight one. This series is presented by Revix founder and CEO, Sean Sanders, and hosted by me, Colin Cullis. It is produced by Nicola Bruins and published by Prime Media Broadcasting for Revix. You can add to the questions we can answer via the Revix website at revix.com. And you can open an account and try the platform for yourself. Just visit revix.com. Thanks for joining. We hope you will join us again. Don't be left behind. To start investing in crypto, just go to revix.com and sign up for free today.